This is episode 88 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, welcome to the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Today's Monday. I talk with you about your spiritual life and my spiritual life, and we only have a few minutes, so let's get going. Yesterday, I talked in church about John 13 and the washing of the disciples' feet with Jesus. And I was really, uh, I don't know if you've preached that uh, passage in a while, but I was really moved by that. And as we got into chapter 13, looking at chapters 13 through 17, the upper room discourse or the farewell discourse as some uh, scholars refer to it, I began to think about my week-long series next week with Dave Bush on The Extraordinary Life. He wrote this book called Live an Extraordinary Life. And as I began this series with my people in John 13, I told them, here Jesus is in his last few hours, and once he leaves this upper room and heads to the Mount of Olives, he basically is putting himself on airplane mode. He is not going to be able to talk to his disciples anymore. And, and he's got to tell them whatever it is he's going to tell them in these last few hours during this Passover feast. And as I thought about an extraordinary life, I don't think that it would qualify, Jesus' life would qualify today by most standards as an extraordinary life up until that point. He took forever to get through Bible college. He didn't even finish seminary. And then he started ministry with these uh, alleged uh, disciples who were following him, and they didn't even have a base of operations. They just traveled around, and he's at it for a few years. Some people he heals. uh, Some people are against him. You, you You know the deal. His life was not aligned with what the values that we would have today in terms of standard of living, you know, success, achievements, effectiveness. Who did he have at the end? Pastors. Who did he have? And here, because of this pandemic, people stopped coming to church, and we're nervous that we're not getting enough people coming back to church. We're not getting enough people in the building. We may have fewer people in the building today than we had three years ago. Who did Jesus have at the end? There he is in the upper room. The disciples, they don't know what's going on. In fact, John apparently is really the only one who gets it as he writes about it afterwards, saying that when Judas left the room, the other disciples in the room, they didn't get what was happening. So here Jesus is in the upper room, and it says there in the early part of chapter 13 that he understood that His mission was coming to an end, and he was going to return to the Father. He came from the Father. He's going back to the Father. And then it says that he understood that the Father had put all things under his power, under his authority. He basically had power and authority over all things. So what does he do? What does Jesus do? Here's what an extraordinary life does. He He girds his garments around him. He gets down on his hands and knees with the basin and with the cloth, and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. So we want to talk about spiritual life. How are we doing with our pride level? You know, how are we doing with selfishness? How are we doing with thinking 
that we're all that in our church and we don't have time to serve the least among us. And he gets to Peter and Peter says, you ain't never washing my feet. And of course, Jesus tells him, okay, well, if I, if I don't wash you, then you have no part with me. And it was like the light switch flipped on with Peter at that point. And he said, okay, then my hands and my head as well. Extraordinary life. Jesus had an extraordinary life that ended in defeat. It ended in death. And there he is in the upper room talking to his disciples. And the first thing he does, the first thing that John records is that he washes their feet. They don't even wash each other's feet. They don't do that. The servant of the home would do it, or they would wash their own feet when they wanted them clean. They didn't even wash each other's feet. And Jesus gets down to wash their feet. And he says to them, do you understand what I'm doing? Do do you get this object lesson that I'm doing for you? Now you have to wash each other's feet. And then just those few verses later, he says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Pastor, where is your servant's heart on a scale of one to 10 today in terms of serving the people in your church, the people in your community, your family, your church leadership, your church volunteers? Jesus said, you must wash one another's feet. What was he saying? Well, that's that's a cultural thing, right? We have showers today. We don't have to do that today. But what does it look like for us to figuratively get down on our hands and knees and do a menial task that is way beneath our station in life to serve the people around us? And if you found that you're too good to help somebody else, you're too good for certain things, maybe your spiritual life needs to be examined. Maybe you need to somehow assess yourself or rate yourself. And the same for me. If I'm finding that, oh, I like I'm sitting right now in my church office, and I, I have a beautiful office. I, I have a wonderful office. And I there's hardly a time I walk into this office and I don't think I'm spoiled. I really don't deserve this. And I have to appreciate every moment I spend in an office like this. And I have to let anybody else come in and use it if they need to or meet with me and and enjoy this space if they need to, as many people as I can, because it's not mine to, to hold and to guard and to treasure, but it's mine to steward and it's mine to share and it's mine to appreciate. So Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And, and saying to them, do you understand what I'm doing for you? And pastor, do we understand? Do we understand our stewardship of our leadership, our stewardship of our gifts and our abilities that we, there's no job in the church that we're so important that we can't do? And of course, we want to do the things that bring the greatest return to the kingdom and the greatest return to the church, that maximize the giftedness that God's given us. But every once in a while, somebody drops something right in front of us, and we have to bend over 
and pick it up. Somebody right in front of us is weak and needs help. We've got to reach out a hand and give them help. Somebody right around us is not that clean and not that lovable, and we have to be willing to get close to them and to help them and to serve them. Pastor, I hope you have a great week this week. And as I always say, thank you for doing what you do. Uh, nobody, nobody sees, nobody sees it. But you know what? God sees it. God sees the extra. He sees the sacrifice, and He sees the TLC that you give to people that nobody else will ever see. Don't ever forget that. God does see it, and I know it. I know it's happening because I'm in your shoes. I'm a pastor. I know what it's like. So thank you for doing what you do, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.